Hi guys, welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast, episode number 43. So this is a really special episode today that I'm dedicating to all of you who are in need of some love, support, and a real voice that is going to help to get you through the next few years. Um, I never wanted to be this person and I never counted on being this person, Um, but it is the day before I leave on a one-month immersion plus. It's actually going to end up being a few months um, of traveling to Japan to shoot a dream series that I've always imagined doing, and I kept thinking, if not now, when... When would this opportunity come ever again? When would it be the perfect time? And when would I ever have the perfect crew and my family and my friends in Japan ready and waiting for us to come and shoot a new series? If not now, when? This episode is going to be called Dear Younger Self. And this is a letter that I will read aloud I haven't written it yet, but I'm going to speak the truth about my younger self and wish that little Candace knew all of these things, including all of her dreams, were actually going to come true. (sighs) Dear Candace, I want you to know that your life is not going to be like everyone else's. I want you to know that you have very big dreams and you have a big calling. And every time an adult looked at you and said that to you when you were a little kid, you should have believed them. But you were too young at the time reading Matilda books by Roald Dahl and the witches and watching your favorite episodes of, oh, I don't know, um, DuckTales, (laughs) or even Saved by the Bell. You were too busy having fun playing soccer and always scoring goals or paddling out in the lineup in the surf and checking out the hot surfer boys or even just throwing crazy parties in high school and baking cakes and cookies for everyone in college and cooking for everybody you knew in culinary school. There are a few things I want to note to you that I wish you knew before you got older. And one of the things that I think is super important is I don't want you to rush finding a life partner. I think that figuring out who you are in your 20s and 30s is going to be such a valuable experience for you. And you're going to learn to love yourself wholeheartedly and pursue all of your dreams before you find that perfect mate. So don't rush who you fall in love with. Date as much as you'd like because those who are out changing the world and that are destined and called to do great things, for those of us, it will take a great deal of time and energy to find great love. I will also note that you will have many amazing boyfriends along the way, which I know present Candace knows I already have, and they weren't perfect and they certainly never will be, but you had a great time 
And what matters above all things will always be how deeply and how wide and how great you loved. I want you to know that hard work is actually the secret to getting everything that you want in your life. You can't sit around and expect things to happen for you. You're going to have to go out there and you're going to have to make them happen. In Japanese, we call this term kaizen and it refers to continuously improving. Over time, Candace, you're going to get better and better at writing. You're going to learn how to shoot a camera one day. You're going to write six books now, but in real life, you're going to write like 30. <laughs> um, you're going to write uh, for Vogue and Elle and Marie Claire. And you're going to write for Cosmo and Shape and Men's Health. And you're going to have a beautiful and blessed life. You're going to host many different TV shows and you're going to be a model and you're going to learn how to kill it by hustling as a model. And you're not going to use your looks to get what you want, but rather your brains, because that's always what gets you what you want. Being kind is also the key to getting what you would like. The combination of being kind and working hard and yeah, wearing a leather pencil skirt always helps, as I say. Okay, abs help, and so do, so does having a nice ass. Let's just be honest. But for real, I think that being smart and sexy is the key to really being a successful woman. I think that women need to embrace more of their sexuality and feel comfortable in their skin. Yes, we have tits and we have hips and we have legs and we have stems and we have beautiful hair and lashes to bat and sexy lips. And we should use that to our advantage, but not for others, but for ourselves. And we should learn to love ourselves even more. Remember, hard work and being kind will get you everywhere. Be honest with what you're doing with your life. Mom always said that if you were honest, it will keep you out of trouble, Candace. And that was something that I had to learn through journalism and take my job very seriously. When you are honest, you will go far in this lifetime. You will lose yourself along this journey, Candace. Your persona and who you are as a person are going to get lost from one another from time to time. You will hit rock bottom. You will get dumped by different boyfriends. You will dump different boyfriends. You will live with different boyfriends and then you will have to move out. That sounds excruciating, right? But you got through it and you will get through it again. Life will not be perfect, and with this transience of beauty and the passage of time, we call this in Japanese wabi-sabi. Wabi-sabi and kintsugi will end up being the two reasons why you will be called back to the motherland of Japan. You don't know this yet, but your heritage, and when you got teased as a kid for being Japanese, the way that you looked, the way that you ate, where you came from. This in all good time and due time, you will find redemption. But it won't be in a conniving way. It will be in a loving way where you will look in the mirror and say, oh my God, 
I found myself and I am so glad that I don't look like everyone else and I'm so glad I don't do what everybody else does. One day you'll look in the mirror and you'll ask God to help you to make all of your dreams come true. And you're going to work for them and they're all going to happen. And I warn you now to be very, very careful for what you wish for. When you lose yourself, you will find Wabi Sabi. You will know that depression and anxiety are a normal part of life and everybody is affected by that. You will know to be a good friend to those who helped to give you wings when you couldn't fly. Those are called angels and they stand by your side when you go through hard times. One of the hardest lessons that you're going to learn is that friends are not always forever. And it's okay if you take breaks from certain people, but you wear your heart on your sleeve, which means that mathematically speaking, you're going to get hurt a lot more than other people because you love so deeply. And that's okay. You can't change who you are because everybody else tells you to put up walls or barriers. Or you can't be like everybody else because they're fake and they love showing off narcissistic videos of themselves all day. You have to be true to who you are and that means writing behind the scenes. And did you know that one day you're going to become a director and an executive producer and that you're going to start writing and shooting and editing your own TV shows? It was a far cry for you to go from once TV host slash model who used to get pushed around and told what to do and say by everyone to becoming the girl who could end up changing the game and empowering all the girls around her to lead and love and to work with more grace and kindness. The dignity that you will feel as you move forward with the passage of time in your career will help to carry you through the tough times and you will have to be very brave in so many different formats. Did you know that content is going to change throughout the years? And as Darwin's theory suggests, those who are able to adapt, those are who will survive. Adaptation is the key to survival. And change is the only constant that we will always see in this life. Except that changes are only constant and adapt, adjust your sails, and in doing so be resilient through each step of the way. In Japanese, we call this gaman. It is the practice of great resilience with grace and honor. Remember, dreams are going to come true for you, but they will never come true overnight. You're going to work very hard for them and you're going to sacrifice more than most people. 
I want you to also remember that love is really the only thing that matters at the end of the day. And how gracefully you get let go of things that were not meant for you. Live in the present moment. As my friend Miriam reminds me, the power of now is really all we have. And we must focus on making our lives by retraining our brains at this moment now better. You will have friends that will do huge things in this world. You, have, you will one day have friends that work at the UN, that work at the White House, that work for the embassy, that work in different countries all over the world. And you will have friends who also are other writers and journalists. You will have hot athletes around. You'll have lots of hot men around and all that good stuff. And you just have to keep your head held high because what is meant for you, Candace, shall not pass you. The right people will always find their way back to you. You must trust that this path that you're on and this present moment of where you are right now in this moment is exactly where you're supposed to be. And while your journey hasn't been perfect, it's led you up until this point where you are now titled a director, an executive producer. This is a tipping point for you in your career and whether you were ready for it or not, it really doesn't matter as you're gonna get catapulted into the next level. It is in your best interest to condition, prep, study, pre-produce, edit, cross-check, Make lists, be good, be diligent, and be gentle. And above all things, you have to remember to be kind to yourself and to others every single day. Because I must remind you that everybody is fighting a battle. And it is in everyone's best interest to be as kind as possible, as much as possible. But also to remember, wabi-sabi, things are never quite perfect. We shall embrace everything in this life being perfectly imperfect. Well, Candace, you will surprise yourself and you will have to be a little bit more gentle. You're going to move around into the most amazing cosmopolitan cities in the world and your books are going to be published internationally and so will your shows. And if this scares you, then I urge you to keep going because as Eleanor Roosevelt says, we are supposed to do something every day that scares us. Live in the present moment. Don't rush. Hard work will get you anywhere. Date as much as you possibly can. Great love takes time. Be honest. When you lose yourself, remember Wabi Sabi. Friends will come and go. That is a sure thing, and it's also okay. Keep the really good ones by your side as long as you can. Love is really the only thing that matters at the end of the day. Dreams come true, but they don't happen overnight. Be kind to those around you and know that everybody is fighting a battle. Live in the present moment because it's the only gift that we have.
XOXO, Candace. <laughs> now I'm going to take a moment to answer some of your questions that you guys wrote to me. Um, I am going through a moment of change um, and have been for about nine months now, as you guys know. Um, I've seen therapists. I've meditated. I've made time for all of my friends. I love working out every day. I love seeing my friends on the weekends. And I truly love my job. So I thank you guys, my hands on my heart, for listening through 43 podcasts now. Um, This is a huge tipping point for my career and the realization of the change of this career path moving from an author, writer, journalist into directing and producing is huge. And it is um, an opportunity that was brought to me after working hard on manuscripts and scripts and meeting with a Japanese network back in the fall. Um, with due diligence, my agents and lawyers and I sat through hundreds of emails and calls and texts and documents, pages of work, photography, edits, storylines. We did it all. And now there's a crew of seven of us heading out and we're going to crush it. And I think you'll be very happy to know that my mother is going to be part of the series. She looked at me, she got our plane tickets and all that. And she said, I'm never going to do this ever again. Okay. Smiled at me. And then she walked away and I was like, all right, mom, thanks for the fucking memo. She'll do it again. Anyways, answering your questions now. Man, you guys are awesome and you really like blew me away with all of your questions. I'm really glad that you guys understand like how to support a girl that's working really hard. And I'm trying not to have any expectations anymore. Um, My friend Miriam did really push me to start reading The Power of Now. I now meditate every single day as a priority next to my workouts and it's felt good. And on another podcast, I'll definitely list out like the top 10 things that have kept me sexy as fuck for however long now. I don't know why you guys think I'm so sexy. I'm not trying to be. It's one of those things like you can't say that you're cool. You're either cool or you're not cool. You can't say that you're sexy, but apparently that's how people refer to me. And it's like, yo, I'm not trying to be that, but I guess I could share with you what has kept me going. (laughs) Not rocket science. I promise. It's all good shit. All right. So you guys were like awesome. And you sent me a ton of juicy questions. Okay, so let's start with a few here. Um, The Truthful World wrote, Would you be able to touch on the subject of growing up in Cali and being a Shinisei? Okay, so that means like a new um, second generation Japanese. And actually, my sister and I are first generation American. Yes, second generation Japanese. Um, and the experience is really written in a lot of my coursework. Um, and it's, it's in Kintsugi Wellness and it will be on my new show that's coming out with NHK World. So I highly recommend you staying, um, afloat on my social so you can see where we're moving this needle of like 
helping people to understand that it's okay to be different. And by the way, you're not different. You're actually quite normal and everyone is the same. And if we didn't see color, race, creed, or if we didn't judge people based on religion, we would all love so much more, or at least I hope we would. So the process was difficult in writing my books and for all the different mags now is has been cathartic and writing the show has been too. It's been very painful, but the truthful world, thanks for your question. Um, Lil Mahma asks, what are some of the ways to deal with negative self-talk or to manage those negative subconscious beliefs? Well, I mean, once they start coming on you and creeping up on you, you have to tell them to shut the fuck up and just to go away. And the easiest way you can do that is just to live in the present moment and like retrain your brain to think of positive thoughts only. Like, don't let your brain tell you crazy shit because it loves doing that. And what is some of your daily ways that you step into your self-worth? Okay, so... Oh, and of course, I'll keep the pod coming. Thank you for your amazing notes. You know, I don't... I'm quite humbled by the hard work that I do. So, like, I'm not a very, like, showboaty kind of person. I find it actually kind of hard to have to post about myself all the time. It's retarded. Like, I don't want to do that. I really would rather just sit around with the monks and chant with them and, and go for hikes and stuff all day. Or, like, go work at the girls' charities at Global Girls Glow and help to educate and empower them. And I think... What I'm actually saying is, is that when I'm out there with other people I love and I'm helping other people, like that's when I say I love myself because I want to give myself to others wholeheartedly. And like when I cook a meal for my friends, for instance, like it feels so good. We made like pizzas this weekend and stuff. And it was just like the most tranquil and peaceful part of my day is like being of service to others. And I think that you'll find more self-love when you give more love. I hope that makes sense. Okay, so we've got so many questions. Sorry, I'm trying to find the juicy ones. Valerie Ribbon wrote, how do you balance being present and planning ahead while being in flow? What is your planning system? I love your content. Thanks, Valerie. Um, you know, I'm not good at balancing the present moment, which is why Miriam made me get the power of now, which has been a really effective book. Um, I've been reading it and thinking about how I can be better in this moment in time, you know, being in your early thirties, it's like a really good time for you to reassess who you are and where you want to go and also shake shit up. So don't forget to start reading and try reading The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. My planning system is this. Get the most important shit done at the top of the day and do it for yourself. You don't need to do other people's like asks all the time. Do what's important for you first thing in the morning. Okay, Girl on the Heave asks, how do you practice self-care each day when you're traveling? Um, and you've got so many deadlines to meet. I mean, that's a great question. I actually um, divide and conquer a lot of my work. I have a team that I designate work to in different areas. So if it's food CPG or food service, we have a team for that. 
if it's content, I typically write it and I've got an awesome like editorial team that'll help me to comb tidy. Um, if it's like image selects or layouts, I tend to do that all on my own and then I just turn it into the right people. It's like dividing, delegating, and conquering. And I think that if you do it with grace and dignity and pride and take integrity in all that you do, that it will show. I don't cut corners. I don't cheat. I don't copy other people. I just stay true to who I am and do original shit. And if that means waking up at six and going to bed at midnight, then that's what it means. And that's when I work. So, you know, I don't know. I I don't know why I'm wired this way. It's something we're actually studying with the Japanese show too. But it's a very Japanese way to want to be implementing perfection in the art and the pursuit of greatness in the craft that we choose to do. And it really just boils down to what are you fucking passionate about? Make that into a career. I hope that makes sense. And then just hit your deadlines because that's what professionals do. Always hit your deadlines. Chick Anarisa asked, when you started sharing your experience and running the show, I understand there's a lot that you had to figure out on your own. Can you speak to how you found your team, quote unquote, of people willing to invest in you through the process? I'd love to hear about how you see women helping each other out in industries you're in or about breaking into traditionally male-dominated spaces. Thanks, Candace. Hey, Chica, you're so welcome. Um, You know, Forbes wrote this piece on me last year, I think it was, my friend Joni. She stated that Kumai was paving the way for women in male-dominated industries, and I thought that was really interesting because I never even thought of myself as that person. I was just simply working towards the greater goal, which I hope all of you do, in the pursuit of greatness with your career. I didn't want to be this person. As I've mentioned before, I didn't plan to be this person. Um, If you want to make God laugh, they say to tell him your plans. I think the coolest thing is, is that you have this great intuition inside of you as a smart, fun, driven woman. We all have it. And you know what's going to happen. I mean, of course, my intuition loves telling me that this guy is fucking awesome and he's hot as fuck and I'm going to go after him. And then there's this like voice in me that's like, no, he's not good for you. You just like all the bad ones. I really do like bad boys. I don't know why. No, I do not know why. I'm so fucking attracted to them. Maybe it's because I'm a bad girl. You know, I don't know. Um, like attracts like but the funny thing is is I really think that your true north is your intuition and your compass and that's what leads me to my team it's just a feeling we cut people from our team all the time too people suck they're so entitled nowadays they don't want to work hard and the difference between a great workhorse in somebody who's a shithead is the fact that they can walk up to you and say, what can I help you with, Candace? What do you need help with? How can I help you? A shithead will say, here's what I need from you before you hire me. And you know what? I don't have time for those people anymore. So 
the people that stick around are awesome. I mean, I'm so lucky to have so many awesome girls working together with me on these various projects, whether it's a charity, CPG, food service, books, magazines, TV, publishing, media, travel, branding, speaking. It doesn't matter what it is. Like we have a great team implemented for each of these resources that we're giving out to the community and to the world. And we only surround ourselves with the best of the best. And so if you can keep up and if you get it, then you stay on this team. If you don't get it and if you don't know how to keep up, we cut you. I mean, it's, it's as easy as that. It's a roster and you've got to stay at the top. It's not a competition. It's not a race. It's just called life. This is how we roll. I don't know. I just think your intuition is really going to guide you to the right females. As far as breaking into traditionally male-dominated spaces, boys, fucking step aside. You've had your glory. (laughs) Just work hard. Work harder than them. Show them what you got. Use your assets, literally and figuratively. Um, like I said, dress well, look good, be sharp, be smart. Authentically, Leslie asks, look forward to your pod every week. Where do you go and turn to when you need inspiration or motivation? I mean, usually, typically, it's like one of my best friends. Like this week, I talked to Dana, Steph, Sajel, Molly, Nikki, the Bar Method girls. Um, I work out at the Bar Method. I feel really good. That's one of my secrets to looking fabulous is I just do a lot of bar classes. Um, I really feel strongly about working out, releasing endorphins, getting blood pumping and circulation. And I also, I think I really just get inspired by travel and my ancestors, my grandmother on my Polish side and my grandma on my uh, Japanese side, they both survived through the war and they both raised, I think four children each on each side. So watching that through World War II and hearing the stories of how they survived Oof. I mean, you think you have it bad? You have it so good. <clears throat> the Christian hippie asks, what does Japan, how does Japan welcome foreigners and be such a homogenous place with such national pride? This is a great question. You know, they are a homogenous place and being a mixed kid, I don't fit in in Japan and I don't fit in the U.S. So this is a struggle and the way that of Wapi Sabi and Kintsugi that we've been studying and sharing through a journalistic perspective over the last few years. And what we find is that they welcome foreigners, but they also really like tradition. So it's the practice of the old and the new, one foot in, one foot out. And one of my mentors, James Higa, and I had a great discussion today about how um, he really sees Wabi Sabi as this high culture, low culture mix. And and what that refers to is there's a lot of collaborations constantly. And so the Japanese are becoming much more open-minded about collaborations. And maybe that means that they would be open to, you know, opening the country up to more foreigners, which they have been. Um, it's, it's all good. I mean, you can still go out to Japan if you want to learn how to teach English. And you definitely have a lot of opportunities to go to Japan and visit. And I will be here all the way from 2019 to 2020 helping you to get there because as somebody who's a representative of both countries, I am so proud, my hands on my heart, to be Japanese. I couldn't change if I tried and 
I think that this self-realization that I've felt over the last few years has really come from understanding where I come from. You know, Marcus Garvey speaks about a man who doesn't know where he comes from is like a tree without roots. And that is very, very true. Okay. So Anze asks, Candice Kumai, I love your vibe. CK, you're wholeheartedly an inspiration. Here we go. (laughs) So I have an idea to travel Asia, but I reside in China in September. And I want to gain the experience of the culinary arts with travel and work. But I feel IF. Does that mean like something fuck? (laughs) I leave the UK. My life here will stop completely. Oh, but I feel if I leave the UK. I'm sorry. (laughs) My life here will stop completely once I return and I'll be back to zero. Question, how to eradicate or subdue the fear when it comes to taking risks in life? Thanks, CK. Well, you know what? That is always going to be there, Anze, as part of life. You can't escape fear. Fear is the mind's way of building up a bunch of future bullshit that didn't even happen or make any sense. So one thing I really suggest to the group today that you guys read the power of now. I really think that you should, he goes through every single one of these topics and it makes more sense when you're ready for your destiny to take place at the right place in time, shit is going to fucking happen for you and you cannot control it. It will just ride its way out. So be careful what you wish for Anse. But I do say you live once, make it a good life and keep going. Okay, Coyote NYM26 wrote, I recently started listening to your pod and I fucking love. I relate to you in so many aspects and I let me tell you, you are such a badass woman. I'm studying psych in grad school, get it girl, right now and I often find myself comparing myself to others and I feel like I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough. How do you stay confident or gain confidence in yourself when you hit obstacles or you're feeling lost? Love you, XOXO. So, Coyote, thank you so much for your sweet message. I really relate to every Hoppa girl out there as well. I think the main note is you've got to remember that confidence is like a muscle and you have to use it and flex it in order to keep it going. So... I think this is silly, but like, I love going out on hot dates. Like I love getting dressed up. Um, I love having fun. Like I flex my confidence with hot guys out on date night. And I also do it with my friends when we're just sitting around, you know, cooking and having wine. I flex my confidence when I'm walking on a set at E! News or at the Today Show. I flex my confidence when I'm writing a report for Dr. Oz, for Cosmopolitan or Shape. I flex my confidence when I am walking down the street and there's three hot guys on the other side of me checking me out. Like, you know, like confidence is like where you use it. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. Don't be egotistical and don't be a snob, but really like be confident. A smile is confident. Fucking awesome Ray-Ban sunnies are confident. I love wearing my sunnies. And I, I also think like pronouncing who you are and where you're going 
and being a smart girl that's educated in your field and space and school, all of that is so empowering and so beautifully confident. The most beautiful thing a woman could wear every day is confidence. And I think that you should keep your head held high. You should walk with grace. And I think sometimes confidence, when it's lost, it can be regained over time. But you're going to have to have friends that will uplift you. You're going to have to lose the dead weight. You cannot be friends with people that drag you down. You should definitely be friends with people that make you feel really awesome. Another great practice you can do, um, you can read some of my books like Clean Green Eats and Clean Green Drinks, and also Kintsugi Wellness. I wrote those three books in particular while I was really on fire and my career was like getting, it was going from like A to Z, like it, it just skyrocketed and I felt the beautiful brilliance of confidence sort of wash over me through those books, so here we are. <laughs> Gotta start somewhere, right guys? Remember, it did not happen overnight. It took me many years to step into this person and self-love and I'm still struggling and figuring it out. Jasmine Vong um, Piacha wrote, how do you carry yourself? When I walk, I feel like I waddle. If that makes sense, I'm I am conscious. I'm thinking, I think you're trying to say that you're self-conscious about it. You know what? This is very similar to the confidence question. You just have to hold your head held high, roll your shoulders back and walk with grace. A lot of bar workouts and yoga help with postural muscles. So if you want to learn how to roll your shoulders back and keep your head and neck up high, um, I suggest taking a yoga class or a bar method class to keep that grace going. Going through life with a K. <laughs> How do you inspect your inner circle of people to either strengthen your friendships or defriend so that you're not holding on to unhealthy or unfulfilling connections? Well, going through life, this is easy. Your, your intuition and your gauge is going to tell you. The easiest way to know if somebody should stick around or not is do they make you feel good? And if they don't, then you should probably not pursue that relationship. It's very possible that people come and go and they come back. You know, sometimes you just need breaks from people. But keep going and doing your thing. Swirly Bay wrote, in business, when you're just starting out, is it better to listen to your intuition, haha, <laughs> funny, or to take the direction of other people? How do you know who you can trust? Well, first of all, you can trust your closest confidants, like your best friends, your parents. And then once you sign on with, say, like an agent or a lawyer or a team of finance, you know, gurus, just fact check who you're working with and make sure that somebody gives you a good referral on them. Um, I think that your intuition will guide you as an entrepreneur much further than advice, but I highly recommend getting two to three mentors who can guide you along the way. And the best way to look at your mentors is look at who fits the mold to be your best mentor. Like in my case, I love James Higa because he's Okinawan. He used to work for Apple for 30 years. He's Japanese American. He's a bridge we're both members of the U.S. Japan Council, and he's one of the smartest motherfuckers I know out there. 
Um, he's very honest with me too. And Rona Tison fits the mold as my mentor because she's half Japanese, half Jewish. She runs a company. She does hard communications between Japan and the US. She educated me on tea and matcha. I take her job seriously. She takes mine serious. We have a mutual respect for one another. And these are the kinds of things that you should look for in business relationships. As far as um, trust, I mean, those are the kinds of people that I trust. Get somebody that really, really can vouch for them. Olivia Meets Toronto asks, I wonder if you're half Polish, half Japanese. What does the Polish side mean to you and how do you connect with it? Why do you think the Japanese side seems so strong? Well, I mean, to be frank, Olivia, a lot of us biracial kids have this same sort of struggle. Like, I look Japanese. In fact, I look more Hawaiian than anything. But the thing is, is I am half Japanese, half Polish and very proud to be Hapa. But I also think that I identify with being Japanese, much like Barack Obama identifies with being African-American, because we look a certain way, you know? And my mom took me to Japan when I was really little, and my mom and dad wanted my sister and I to learn about our Japanese heritage. So by default, you know, since I was in kindergarten, I've been immersed into the Japanese culture. So I love my Polish side and I I grew up um, cooking with babcha and my aunt Yaja and I love my family no matter what on both sides equally um, and pretty soon we'll be going and exploring Poland. You know, I love my client Belvedere. We make the best Polish vodka, no GMOs and no sugar added. <laughs> Delish. Um, we've got good recipes coming up with Belvedere too, but you know, keep in mind that even though somebody doesn't talk about XYZ all the time in their journalism doesn't mean that it's not a huge part of their life. I'm actually quite a private person, so I like to say I keep um, a lot of my personal life to myself and I share with you guys the really important stuff that can help you improve and reshape and mold and guide and inspire your life. Okay, so guys, I really think that I have to move on. There's so many. I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to go for two more. Okay, Kawaii Mune asks, I think you are amazing. <laughs> Thanks, girl, you too. My question is, how do you stay the best version of yourself when you're dealing with a toxic person at work? I can't ignore this person. There are times where I have to interact with them. I've had to have one combo. It didn't well end well at all. I feel down because she talked crap about me. But after listening to your podcast, it always lifts my mood. So thank you. <laughs> oh my God. I love all your emojis you guys all write to. Um, you know, stay away from this person if you can. It's so hard to work with toxic people. We've all had to do it. But just like l- less interaction, the better. And when you have to deal with her... I recommend reading The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Don't take anything personal and don't make assumptions. Even if she's talking about you and gossiping about you, it's not really about you, it's about her. So stay the stronger, more dignified, more respectful, loyal person and keep your head held high and try to read that book, The Four Agreements, and it will help to carry you through. All right, last question, because I just, I have to, I will do more of these, you guys, I promise, on a weekend bender. I have to get ready for Japan. Okay, Lucille Chompy writes, how do you practice self-love, and how would you combine healthy living 
um, with 2019? How do you deal with criticism in a world not open to healthy living? And how do you manage to stay healthy during your travels? Especially how you did uh, managing a career in the health industry and starting at the bottom. Okay, Lucille, so your first question is criticism. Um, Everyone can suck a bag of dicks. Huh? That's how I feel about it. Now, really, like, if they don't know what it's like to be in this position for the last 15 years, like, they really don't know what it's like to be in this position. So anybody that's below you will talk shit about you, and anybody that's above you will not even have time. So remember that. Anybody that's above you will not talk poorly about you or criticize. It is only those who are below you that will send you the criticism. Um, And to be frank, I'm too busy to worry about anybody else. I don't talk shit about other people. I don't gossip and I don't have time for that. I don't care. It doesn't make me feel good. When I have free time, I want to watch like Cobra Kai or hang out with a hot guy or drink whiskey on the weekends. Like I don't have time for that smoke a joint. (laughs) Um, How do you manage to stay healthy during your travels? Well, like right now for Japan, I have a few suitcases that we have to carry out for production. I'll always take my vitamins that I need with me. Right now I just take take, like biotin and a probiotic. Um, Sometimes I take hum nutrition. They have great supplements. I always use um, a face spritzer so like right now i have a naturopathica lavender honey balancing mist ah it feels so good um i get lots of sleep and i plan my workouts every day i drink a lot of water and when i travel i try to focus on eating lean fish and vegetables and that's like really how i stay fit and happy and then when i need to binge eat i always binge eat on dark chocolate huh okay All right, guys, I love your questions. They're so fucking juicy. There are so many more to answer. So we'll have to do that on another week. But, you know, this is it. The journey continues. It also begins and ends. And as we close a new chapter, or we close a chapter, we open a new door, we open a new window. I urge you to never, ever give up on your dreams. This is the first time anybody has ever greenlit a documentary or show script that I have written. And again, it came from a bunch of unexpected Japanese businessmen. My hands on my heart. Please shop thematchashop.com and buy something to support this podcast. Write a five-star review on iTunes. Um, Tune in on Spotify also. And don't forget to send an Instagram story about how much you loved this podcast. Everything in life is transient. Nothing's permanent. The only thing that's a sure thing right now is death and taxes. And if you can keep going through this lifetime by living in the present moment, you're going to find gifts all over the place. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't rush into getting married. Live out the life that you really want. Pay your bills and taxes on time. And trust that really good things happen to people who work hard. And being kind to everybody will always be returned to you. But in the case that it doesn't, no wabi-sabi. Everything is perfectly imperfect. I love you guys. This is Candice Kumai signing out before the next few podcasts in Japan. I will see you on the other side in the land of the rising sun. Oyasuminasai. ありがとうございます。気をつけて。